Andy Bush and Richie Firth here with Home Time. Welcome to our podcast. And I think you'll agree, during the course of this show that you're about to hear, we've offered a welcome diversion from the vote of no confidence that's been going on in Westminster. Uh, yeah, we? we've we've uh, we've skirted right around right it. Around it's it's it. a breakfast uh, breakfast Brexit free zone. Yeah, it is. Can I just say something though? Go on then. One of the things that really annoys me about Brexit Go on. is this, and it is the pronunciation of the word. I pronounce it how it should be. Brexit. Right. But there are people that call it Brexit. And that eggs. really, really irritates me. Like eggs. It's like the, the eggs. Like As in eggs. eggs. You're eggs quite on toast. right. But have a look at the etymology of it. It's Britain yep. exiting. That's how you get Brexit. You wouldn't say, where's the exit? Good point. And I'm glad that we're focusing in on the main issues <laughs> on this. This is what it's all about. There you go. It's, it's, it's got to be said, no-one's saying point. that, Andy, and I want to be that person. Absolute fair point there. Thank you very much, Richard Littlejohn. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so here's the podcast. Fill your boots. Absolute radio. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Chelsea Dagger from the Fratellis was a song that got people onto the dance floor like the uh, Pied Piper last night. Yeah, particularly producer Dave. Yeah, he went on, didn't he? <laughs> he pogoed. <laughs> it was like he was being called. Here we go, lads. <laughs> Home Time, Andy Bush and Richie Firth on Absolute Radio. It's the final hour of uh, the uh, No Repeat Guarantee while you work. If you work all on your own, we will be filling up the guest list for our no-office office Christmas party before five. Meanwhile, I did something this morning for the first time ever and I think it's changed my life. I had a morning bath. Hang on. You had a bath this morning? I had a bath this morning. You know you normally have a bath in the evening? Yes. Yeah. It's what that. the reasonable person does. That's what normal people do. I had a bath this morning. I, can't, a, I a, can't compute that. It's a game changer. For some unknown reason, uh, our little 14-week-old Dora started to have like a little one-hour kip in the uh, late to mid-morning type of time. Right. Uh, so I thought I'd use that opportunity. Let's have a bath. I had quite a sore back from just being an old, grumpy man. <laughs> Let's get in the bath. And it was brilliant. It was really, really good. I feel calm. Armor. You know, because showers sometimes are a bit, get in there, get real quick, give yourself washed, wash, dun, 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 get back out again. There's something calm and old-fashioned and life on the prairie about having a bath in the morning, and I quite like it. But this is why baths are an evening thing, because the whole concept is, is you've had a stressful day up and yeah. about, out and about, working, doing whatever you do, you get to the end of the day, you think about all the images you see of baths in films or soap operas or adverts, people relaxing, soaking in as the stresses of the day wash... You're, you're basically setting yourself up for a day of laziness and slovenliness. I disagree. I think a lot of people think that you can only have a bath in the evening and not really question the reasoning behind it. I mean, I could do a lot of business in the bath. How long, and I mean How long were you in the bath this morning? I was in there for about half an hour. I felt like uh, Winston Churchill in the Darkest Hour film, you know, because Winston Churchill yeah. used to do all of his work in the bath, you know, writing on... You remember, like, my nan and granddad used to have one of these, and I haven't seen them for years. You remember those little, like, uh, metal things that go across the centre of the bath <laughs> yeah. that hold the soap and everything? I feel like I could type on one of those. Wow. Maybe get a cigar on the go, let's see what happens. I don't recognise your life. Would you ever try a morning bath? Would you try one tomorrow morning? I'd love to try Give one. Give it a go. I, I can't ever imagine a scenario in my life That's defeatist. where I have the time. <laughs> this is it. You've got to for make time. a morning bath. Just do it. Make time. Wow. So my life advice that I want to start off the show with is this. Maybe people already do morning baths, but just give one a go this week and let us know how you get on. for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the hometown podcast with bush and richie just been spreading the love spreading the words of this game change that i did this morning i had a morning bath 
Never done a morning bath before in my entire life. First time ever. It's amazing. I feel like a, a new man, much calmer. To clarify, I'd love to try it. I'd love to try it. I just cannot imagine ever having the time in my life to have a morning bath. They used to think the world was flat, <laughs> didn't they, Richie? They used to think that Scarlet Fox's afternoon bath for me, I have a cup of tea with it as, to, as well. I'm not sure about having a cup of tea in the bath. That made me feel like I'm about to pass out. Slightly. No, 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 I drink in an evening bath. Do you? Oh, yeah, I love taking a bottle of Desperados up for the bath. Do you? That yeah. is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, that's the way. End of days. Very decadent. There's a bit of science from Stuart on Twitter saying, Barnes are excellent if you've had a previous uh, heavy night on right. the sauce. Gets rid of the alcohol from your pores. Really? So you may well have been doing a little bit of that today. That could be why you feel clear-headed and all this. It's actually nothing to do with the early morning bath. I was really well behaved last night. I'm feeling a million dollars, so I mean, that, that makes it sound like the end of the Doors movie. Tom says, when I'm staying in a hotel, I only have a bath, I'm on a, I'm on a water meter, plus I'm a cheapskate. That'd be weird, wouldn't it, knowing in money exactly how much your baths cost you. Water meter's very much the enemy of the bath. <laughs> it yeah. is the enemy of the bath. And Gary says, I sneak in a morning bath at Sunday at 7am before my daughters get up. There you go, Richie, there's an, there's an opportunity. That sounds stressful having to sneak it in. <laughs> I love an idea of a 7am bath. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, so I had kind of a backwards day today. I was out early with our daughter at like eight. I bought a brownie and had a brownie in a coffee shop at nine. And then I had a bath in the morning at ten. That's got lost in everything. A brownie at that time of the morning. I know. I had a backwards day, but it kind of worked. And I'm just kind of extolling the virtues of having a morning bath. Normally, we are quite blinkered and only think of baths as a nighttime activity. Do it. Have a bath in the morning and make you feel calmer. Thomas is with you on this. He texts to say, I have a bath in the mornings. Best start of the day. I chill out for 30 minutes with some nice smelling bubbles and a smoothie and I whack on a TV show on my phone and I prop that up on the sink. To me, Thomas... Love it. Love yeah, that. but that sounds quite high maintenance. If you've got all the time to do all that, make the smoothie, run your bath, prop your phone up... Stay in bed. But imagine how calm he's going to be by the time he gets into work. We, we rush around so much in this life. I think this is, this is mindfulness the next stage. <laughs> uh, Tracy has her bath at four o'clock in the morning. We try to call her back. She doesn't want to speak to us. <laughs> I, get, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Hope you're OK. Paul says... Uh, oh, no, Paul has got in touch. Right, I tweeted a load of people this morning. I was, you know when you have these little bursts of... You're on Twitter quite a bit. Yeah. I've had a couple of people come back to me now, me having disclosed this and saying, were you in the bath when they, when they, when they got the tweet from me? And I'm afraid the answer was yes. I was having a bath when I was tweeting people back. So he you, says that makes him feel a bit dirty. So you spoke earlier about conducting business in the bath, which has obviously alerted these people. Yeah. So if you rung me, for example, <laughs> and you had the sudden whiff of, hang on, I'm on speakerphone, and you said... Yeah. Am I on speakerphone? And I said, oh, yeah, you are. I'm in the bath. How do you then feel? I would have to terminate the call. <laughs> I'd have to ter- I couldn't talk to you naked. That's just really weird, isn't it? <laughs> Even though you can't see me. I know, but it's, it's the mental image. And I don't mean that in a bad way to you. I mean to anyone. It's just, just not on, is it? <laughs> Us morning bathers have certain rules and regulations. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So as Richie said at the start of the show, it was our staff Christmas do last night. Can we just say right now that two members of our team 
of this show have booked the day off today. We're operating light today. Yes, because they knew they'd be so hungover after last night's staff Christmas party that they've booked the day off and they've been texting us from bed. I find that outrageous. Isn't it outrageous? To actually consciously think ahead, do you know what? I'm going to be in such a state, I'm going to be off work. And it to proves. book it off. It proves, once again, our point. If you're self-employed, there's nout down for you, is there? <laughs> you don't get any sick pay, no days in lieu. Oh, we've got to take ten days holiday by Christmas. None of that, is there, Richie? Once again, another good reason for why we are putting on our no office office party. If you don't get a Christmas do and you have to hear about everyone else's flipping Christmas do's but you don't get one because you're self-employed and you work on your Todd, we're coming to the rescue. The lovely people at Fuller's have lent us a gorgeous pub uh, on the 19th of December at lunchtime. We would love for you to come with us. It's called the Trinity Bell. It's uh, in London, right by the Gherkin, if you know your capital city. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've got 20 seats to fill. We'd like you to be there. You can enter right now at absoluteradio.co.uk slash win got until Sunday night to enter and somebody who has done just that is Charlotte how are you Charlotte hi I'm okay thank you hey listen good to have you on the show self-employed then you tell us about what you do I am self-employed yes I'm a freelance British sign language interpreter Uh, so I go into like colleges or medical appointments or anybody that needs uh, British Sign Language interpreting and obviously I do all my admin at home. Uh, and is the, is the dream for you, Charlotte, someone that does sign language to get on uh, a TV show where you're in the bottom right-hand corner explaining what's going on? That'd be good, wouldn't it? Oh, God, absolutely not. I'd be so embarrassed. Oh, <laughs> Charlotte! That'd be so good. <laughs> no, too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, look, you sound like you definitely need a party because oh, really if you're just do, doing yeah. that all on your own and sorting that out, you haven't got one because you're not part of anything, so we want you to be at ours. Yes. <gasps> Yay! Oh, my God. There you go. Draw a big red circle around December the 19th. So far, then, we've got a seamstress, a ghostwriter, and someone who does sign language. (laughs) It's going to be a hell of a day. Uh, We're also adding to the list a farmer and a barbershop man called Nathan. Nathan from the barbershop Cutting Edge in Folkestone. Love it. And Steve Askew, a farmer from Norwich. Uh, They've also been in touch today. They're on the list. If you'd like to be part of this party, all you've got to do, like Richie says, is go to our website now and join our no-office office party, absoluteradio.co.uk slash win. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Height of rudeness last night at the Absolute Radio office party is what I saw at the back of the room. Uh, Dan and Brian, uh, two gents from our office, skulking behind a pillar, watching the Spurs game against Barcelona on a mobile phone. Yeah, I saw them. What unbelievable little reprobates, the pair of them. Awful conduct. Yeah. Okay, look, I love my football. If my team were playing on the night of the office Christmas party, I'd have a choice to make. I either don't go and party and I watch the game at home yep. or I go and party knowing that I'm missing the game. But I've made that choice to do both. I couldn't believe it. But it was bold as brass as well. They, they yeah. I think, um, was it Dan's phone they were watching? The it was Dan's phone because the screen was cracked. Yeah, yeah, he had sellotape around the front of his phone. What a state. A complete yeah. state. But they would lent it up against the side of this barrel that doubled up as a table. Yeah. Right in front of all the staff who obviously put a lot of effort into making it a party for us and everything. Which like we re- really appreciate. Which we really appreciate. Yeah. And they were just bold as brass watching the game. And it was the point where I decided to leave. Yeah. Because they were, I was like, if they're going to stand there and watch the Spurs game with no volume on on a tiny little phone 
I'm out of here. Do you know what, though? It's not a new thing, all right? OK, SkyGo and the BT app, all that kind of thing. It's very, very clever to be able to do that these days. Yep. I like that. But there's situations to watch it and there's places not to. I remember on our wedding day, walking around in between courses, greeting all our guests at the uh, the wedding breakfast, as it's officially called, and seeing some guy watching the FA Cup semi-final underneath the tablecloth. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, bad. come on, mate. How does it make you feel when you see someone doing that on a day that you've, you've probably paid 50 quid for him to have his dinner and everything there, haven't you? I have, well, more than that. that. And to be quite frank as well, made me angry knowing how much time I'd put into my speech. Yeah, and he wasn't even concentrating. Exactly. Uh, The weird thing is, uh, something happens with weddings, doesn't it? Weddings always seem to be on the same day as, like, big England games or World Cup games or (laughs) FA Cups and stuff like that. So maybe what Brian and and Dan did last night was just the tip of the sneaky TV-watching iceberg. And it doesn't have to be, like, football, does it? No. All sorts of things. We know someone in this office... Who likes to watch the Grand Prix (laughs) with his iPad propped up in a way that makes it look like he's not watching any form of sport? To be quite frank, he's not even watching the Grand Prix itself. He's watching Friday's qualifying. Which is really, really weird. Wow. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Jeff from Forest Hills having a pop here. He says, I sense Champions League envy. Bush can't remember when the Toffees were last in it and Richie is just green with envy that he has to watch Thursday night Europa League. It's not that. It's not that, Are you sure it's not that? I promise you it's (laughs) It's not not that. that. They can have their fun for the next couple of rounds. Actually, we talked about this on our podcast, but we haven't mentioned it actually on air. When we go up to the top floor in this building to record the podcast sometimes, any other business on a Friday, uh, we've spotted someone in the office there that sneakily is watching The Apprentice. They always save it for Friday. Friday afternoon, they watch The Apprentice on their laptop. And what she does, she just she doesn't realise there's the studio behind her, so she sits <laughs> with the rest of the office ahead, which I think is the prime thing for someone who's a sneaky TV watcher. Yeah. Make sure you haven't got anyone at your six. Yeah. But we were. I oh, we can see you watching The Apprentice. <laughs> Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Jake in Watford. Lads have got a privacy screen on my PC at work because of GDPR last week. In actual fact, just wanted to watch the Hockey World Cup in peace. That is unbe- it's bold as brass. <laughs> it's bold as brass. Let's go to the phones and say hello to Claire. Hi, Claire, <laughs> nice to talk to you. Lovely to speak to you. Thanks for coming on the show. Tell us what happened to you in terms of sneaky TV watching. Uh, well, it was in, back in 2000 when Euro 2000 was on and um, I was lucky or unlucky enough to have a baby that was due that day, um, or the first England match. And uh, so I'd gone through to the delivery suite and the midwife and my husband were both watching the first England game <laughs> while I was... Uh, you know, going through my contractions and what have you, and it wasn't until I said, um, I need to push, that they actually turned off the TV. That is <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> that is unbelievable. And I bet you tell your child this story now all the time. I do, but fortunately he likes football, so he's not overly worried by it. Claire, I'm trying <laughs> to remember back to Euro 2000. Did we win that game? I don't know. I, I have no idea, to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to check that one out. I'm going to check that one out. Yeah, you had other things on your mind, yeah. Actually, more importantly, what is the child's name? Let's not lose the child in all of this. What's his name? 
his name's Christopher. Christopher, good old Christopher there. Richie's Googling in now oh, as yeah. we speak. Go on. <laughs> I'm just checking. Uh, who did we play? This is going to bother him for the rest of the show. You might have to come yeah, back to me on this. I'll find an answer. We'll come back to you. Maddie says, guys, my partner Kevin bought us tickets to see Kasabian, but he ended up at the back of the O2 Arena in Birmingham watching the rugby. Apparently, Leicester Tigers are more important than the gig. It was Portugal, England, we lost. There you go. Well, what a waste. <laughs> Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Twelve Daves of Christmas, a Christmas odyssey like no other. We're building a song day by day featuring a different day from a different part of the United Kingdom, bringing Daves together, maybe encouraging people who are pregnant at the moment to name their child Dave, thus sustaining the name Dave. Uh, and not only that, we're getting to know different parts of the world, aren't we? Uh, we are indeed. It's, it's been uh, quite a lesson. We've gone from Caerphilly to Telford to Droitwich to Dundee. Uh, where today? Where today? Day number five, a tricky one because it has to be a syllable long. Fingers crossed. Let's see if we have hit the jackpot. Who is this? Hey, it's Dave from Ghoul. Dave yeah. from Ghoul. Oh, my Ghoul. goodness. Dave, you've fulfilled the brief. Yeah, we were looking for a one-syllable town and you've come up with it. Absolutely, yeah. I yeah. think the only way, I don't want to be negative, because Dave from Ghoul is brilliant, but the only way it could have been better if there was a Dave from Tring. Trink, yeah, that's that pretty good. Because with five golden rings. But Dave from Ghoul does it. That works for us. Tell everyone where, about Ghoul, where it is in the United Kingdom, in, in case people aren't aware of Ghoul. It's, uh, it's in the north. We're right on the edge of the, the Umber. The M62 runs past it as well, which is a good thing. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. The part of the tourist brochure for Ghoul there, that the M62 runs yeah. right past it. What yeah. are people from Ghoul called? Well... Put it this way, if the Yorkie, if the Yorkie bar was made in York, what would the bar called be if it was made in Ghoul? Ghoulies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was made in York, wasn't it? <laughs> That's a good point. And do you know many other Daves in Ghoul? Uh, yeah, there's a few. Jorlands. OK, cool. But you're the, main, you're the main Dave from Ghoul that we're talking to right here. Well, that's the one, yeah. Dave, how musical are you? Oh, absolutely. Can you Fat play anything? Rolling. Can you play anything? Do you sing? Uh, I don't sing, no. A few cruel people have commented that some of the Daves can't quite hold a tune. Well, we can't be good at everything in life. <laughs> I love how you speak on behalf of all the Daves, sir. We've offered uh, a few Daves this opportunity to warm up. Do you want to try Do Re Mi Fa So La, whatever it's, whatever it's called? No, 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 you're Don't right. do it. No, 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 take it, do they? No, no. Not Fair interested. So this is a landmark Dave you're about to do here, the fifth Dave of Christmas. Dave from Ghoul, are you ready? I think so, yeah. Here we go. The fifth day of Christmas my true love gave to me Dave from Gold Dave from Dundee Dave from Droitwood Dave from Telford And a day from Cavity <laughs> Yeah, he was good, wasn't he? Very good! Really threw himself into that as Absolutely well. Absolutely fantastic. Day by day, another day <laughs> after Dave number six tomorrow. Could it be you? Make sure you listen to tomorrow's show to find out. Hometime podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. A lot of people getting in touch saying, boys, you've been on air, one hour, 55 minutes. No talk about food yet. No talk about food. What about that? 
We'll put it right after six. We, we will get there for definite. Sorry, we went a bit crazy then. I think someone tried to speak to us whilst we're on air. And it keeps cutting us out and it's really freaking us out. It's really helpful. <laughs> if only they were listening to the radio. Because <laughs> <laughs> whenever they talk to us, we can't hear anything at all. Uh, Sarah, we're just some people talking as well about this whole thing about having an early morning bath. I'm trying to spread the word. Sarah says, I've had one every day for the past 25 years. It relaxes you ready for the day ahead. 30 minutes daily, usually at 5 a.m. weekdays and 7 a.m. on the weekends. Bliss. Wow. Wow. And then James from our office says, do you normally have a bath bomb? I had a lunchtime bath with one a few months ago, and after a few minutes of nothing, I realised it was still wrapped in the cellophane. (laughs) (laughs) Swings and roundabouts. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It is the final hour of a show where I have to be honest and hold my hands up. I've struggled with a little bit of fatigue today. Okay. Uh, Obviously, yesterday was the Absolute Radio office Christmas party. Got back late, in bed for midnight, so it was pretty respectable. Okay. But I'm trying to work out whether it's the late night or whether it is the late night eating that gives the fatigue. Do you have a go-to get-in snack? And by get-in snack, I mean the moment that you walk in late through that front door. You don't choose to go straight to bed. No. You go straight to the kitchen because it's midnight and you need food before bed. It's a few things, really. Obviously, I presume you're talking about when you've not really had any tea. Correct. Uh, You're normally allowed to then raid the kitchen without anyone suggesting that you shouldn't be eating that, which I think is quite a good thing. And I normally sit down, I'll watch American football, have a cup of tea, and then this will be my thing that I go to. I do have one snack I always do. Go on. It's quite bad, though. I'm quite ashamed of it. You share yours, I'll share mine from last night. Mine is fried egg sandwich. Oh, wow. Fried egg sandwich. (laughs) I feel better about what I'm about to miss. This is it. It's really bad, man. You're actually frying. Proper How Elvis Died. And it's also got an undercurrent of 1970s government safety advert about it. Yeah. Frying at night. Because some of your judgement might be impaired with your frying, dare I say. A little bit, yes. What's your one that you always have? I just filled up the uh, toaster last night, did a full round of uh, toast. Four slices, Marmite. Wow, that's a lot of toast. Yeah, it's a lot of studs. It's a lot to of then studs. Go straight out to it. But that for me is my go-to get-in snack. But I, I, I'm actually in awe of your your fried egg sandwich. Do you like the idea of a fried egg sandwich? Yes, I do. Yeah, when was the last time you had one? Not for a very long time. Give it a go. I mean, if, if there's two bits of information I've imparted upon you today, one, have early morning baths, number two, have a Friday sandwich more It's often. so giving working with you. It's good, isn't it? It's, yeah. a, it's like a little adventure every day. <laughs> the worst thing is, though, is the amount of mess. I mean, I feel quite bad. If you can lower lower the amount of, like, collateral damage when you're cooking and stuff, that's why I like the idea of the, the four slices of toast. This is the thing with your go-to get-in snack. Very, very, very rarely, if ever, is clean-up done after it. <laughs> no, not in a million years. So, look, do share. Everyone's got it. I think it's ingrained into your DNA. Yeah. This snack that you go to as soon as you get in late. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Hometime on a Wednesday night. Hope you enjoy the tunes. What do you reckon Morrissey has if he gets back late? What's his go-to get-in snack? Morrissey. 100% vegetarian. Oh, yes, of course. So he's not, 
He wouldn't have your uh, egg then, would he? No, because he um, when we saw him was it at the O2 or whatever, he made the entire all the restaurants in the venue change to vegetarian as well. He so could have my cheese and the, well, no, he wouldn't have cheese. He'd have my uh, toaster marmite. He could have toaster marmite. So that's vegan friendly marmite. Yeah. Is it? Mm. There you go. Quid's in. There you go. Uh, some good stuff coming in for these snacks you have when you get in late and you haven't had your tea. Laura in a place I've never heard of before in my life. Odie Ham. That's in Hampshire. Uh, it says hummus and cheese twists. Mm. Ah, that's not filling the hole for me. Um, uh, cheese on crackers from Carla. I've got to be honest, I, I'm not sure I've got the uh, the ability to be delicate with the crackers when I get in at it'd midnight. It'd be everywhere, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely everywhere. I don't like as well, you've got like wield quite a big knife to slice all that stuff up. Yeah. That might not be so good if you're a t- little bit tired and emotional. Uh, also as well, you're saying round of toast is four slices. Is that the phrase you're going for? Yes. Is that a round of toast? I define a round of toast by right. how many uh, slots are in the toaster. Right. So if you've got four <laughs> slots, then that's around. There you go. Life advice from Richie there. Tony says cheese on toast, four slices, aka around, with Worcester sauce and tomato ketchup. Oh. Each to their own. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. You've blown us apart with your fried egg sandwich. Wolfie in Coventry does the same, but he's saying the yolk has to be runny so he can wipe it up with the bread. Is that how you do it? It is. It's a dream. I've not had one in a long time. I might have to go back to it. I love it. Andy in Warwickshire, very much in my camp, but he's going crumpets, six to eight crumpets with cheese and marmite. Madness. How how many do you normally do? Uh, Maximum. I would do four slices of toast. I'd never do four crumpets. That's a lot. Six to eight crumpets. He's doing six to eight. He's out of control. I mean, Warburton's only sell them in six. Oh, this is it. He's doing six to eight a day. I mean, that's like... I mean, he's doing 40 or 50 crumpets a week, that Intervention, man. Andy. Intervention from the family. Lisa from London says frazzle sandwich, a chunk of cheese between two frazzle crisps. Oh, that's good. That's pretty good. That's good. Uh, you need the kit in the fridge and then, you know, you need the frazzles there. You've got to plan ahead. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones and say, say hello to Ross. Hello, Ross. Hi there, how are you? Very good, are you all right? Yeah, very well, thank you very much. Sorry if I uh, lose you, I am driving the car a minute. Okay. That's all right, you're hands free, we're good, we're good, we're good. So, waffle sandwich, tell us how you're doing this, Ross. So, two slices, white bread, plenty of butter, waffle in the microwave for a minute and a half, job done. Heretic. So, what kind of waffle are we talking here? Are we talking the potato waffle or, like, your Belgian waffle? Potato waffle every time. What? <laughs> oh, what? Like the cheese. Um, so, look, so just got to ask a couple of questions here. You've got to get our heads around this. So the one that you normally would put in, like, the oven or under the grill, you don't even bother with that, but you just put it straight in the microwave? Straight in the microwave, minute and a half, and it's feeling a bit crazy. Fish fingers, two minutes. It's exactly the same thing. He's dicing with death. He's dicing with death. Fish fingers is a bit more conventional, though, than an actual potato waffle in the microwave for 90 minutes, 90 seconds, and then a sandwich form. <coughs> Perfect. Can't be to eat kebabs on a regular basis on a Friday afternoon. You've no idea what's in them. It's a good point. It's the tip of the iceberg, I think, for Ross, just this is. Uh, have you tried this with anyone else? Have you introduced them to it? Did you get this recipe from anyone else? No, not at all. I think uh, a drunken night many years ago. What can I eat? Oh, fish fingers and waffles. Job done. <laughs> Job <laughs> done. Put it in the microwave. And do you know what? It sounds like he's never looked back since. <laughs> the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. 
Absolute radio. Your brilliant suggestions for stuff that you eat when you get in still coming in. And making us quite hungry, actually, looking at them. Uh, your go-to get-in snack, Adam the Plumber, says, guys, late-night snack for me, pizza sandwich. One of the kids' little pizzas. They are really good. Uh, grilled and then stuck between two slices of bread. <laughs> Oh, my God. Do you know what? Uh, I started this off with my round of toast and just four slices filled like that. Mine is so basic compared to some of these amazing things. And do you know what, as well? I think you were worried about, in in terms of, like, a healthy thing, whether it was bad for you, but I actually think it's OK, your one, compared to some of this muck. The stuff I was coming out with is even worse. Keith and Bromley, late-night snack, grill on, lightly toasted bread, thin spread of butter, nice layer of tomato puree, piled with strong cheddar, big splash of Worcestershire sauce, touch of Tabasco, then grilled. I mean, I love it's like it. a full-on meal, Keith. Who's got time to be doing that at night? <laughs> The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie is what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Time to rewrite the history books. Simple question, you can't get this one wrong. Okay. Everyone knows the answer. What's the fastest animal on earth? Ostrich. I thought you couldn't get it wrong, it's not the ostrich. Cheetah. It's not the cheetah. Oh my god, what is this? What is the fastest animal in the world? It's brand new. It's the Dracula ant. What? The Dracula ant what? is obviously an ant. Scientists have discovered that this small tropical insect can snap its mandibles at a record <laughs> of 90 metres a second. Really? That equates to 200 miles an hour. That is the fastest animal movement on record. Can I just tell you two things? about this I'm not having first of all I, I'm not having it when they compare like big animal stuff to little animal stuff so like oh, a dung beetle can lift 5,000 times its uh, body weight so it's a strong... no it's a little animal get rid of it secondly that's just clapping isn't it it's fast clapping it's not running yeah, but it's still movement of parts, isn't it? It's you just... know, how fast can you clap if you if you're classing that as clapping? Hold on a minute. Was that the movement you were doing just the tail end of that cardigan song then? The clap? Yes. I thought you were getting ready and getting warmed up. You were just doing some fast mandible clapping. I was pretending to be a Dracula ant, yeah. Now it all becomes clear. They've known that they can do this snapping motion very, very quickly, but they've never been able to prove it. But because video technology has got really good over the last ten years, they've been able to use high speed <laughs> video tech right. to measure the speed of the Dracula. Ants mandibles. But what's the point? Why do they do it? That's what I want to know. Oh, my friend, I didn't say there was a point to this. <laughs> so they're just down there. You might be walking around your garden. If you were to zoom in a couple of times, enlarge, 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 there's a little Dracula ant with its mouth going like the clappers Which, for no reason. Obviously, <laughs> no. It uses it to attack, stun, and kill prey. Okay, fair enough. So at least there's some kind of use for it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but now you know if that comes up in a pub quiz, fastest animal in the world? Dracula ant. Hometime podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. That is the end of another podcast, another show in the bag, Richie. What about that? That's been, it's been a good one. Can I just say, obviously, we started off with uh, uh, Etymology Corner. Um, if there yeah. are any other words in the English language that you've got a problem with the pronunciation, uh, do please get in touch. Uh, something we're looking at doing on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, pronunciation Corner. Well, I, I have, since we, can we open it now? I Go for like it, yeah, 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 yeah. People yeah. who say nuclear instead of nuclear. 
That oh, winds me right up as don't. well. Yeah, yeah. That's a wind up. And uh, also, people who can't say uh, specific yeah. uh, when they are talking about something, uh, they instead refer to the Pacific Ocean, which yeah. ironically is one of the largest bodies of yeah. waters you will find on this planet and is not very specific. Or people who say espresso. And it's not an espresso. It's not, is it? It's no. not at all. But ironically, on that one, yeah. to go a little bit Sandy Toxfic here and really into things, yeah. express is something that's quite quick. And obviously, an espresso is a quick little shot, isn't it? So yeah, that's you weird, can isn't see it? how they do it. Yeah. Look, if you have any other problems you want us to deal with, like I say, Panorama, this show, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. What better way to end than the comedian Bill Bailey on a child's keyboard? Hey. 